Hi, this is Gigi Sabat, and you're listening to the Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Diana Lockett. She is a realignment coach. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Gigi. It's so nice to be here. You look brilliant and beautiful. Likewise, such an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us more about you and where are you from? Mm-hmm. So I currently live north of Vancouver in British Columbia, Canada. Uh, originally from Montreal, lived in Toronto for 32 years, and I've had many different lives in this one lifetime. And currently, I work as Canada's only realignment coach, and my realignment coaching has two hats to it. One is deep spiritual embodiment coaching with one-on-one clients, and the other piece is around deep conscious communication coaching for corporations and leaders so that they can bring the embodiment practices into their workplaces and release the tension and come from a place of inspired action, inspired wisdom, and deep success as they find their way into relaxed states. I love it. Now, tell us a little bit more about your book, Life is a Beautiful Hot Mess. Mm -hmm. So my book is going to the editors in the next week or two, and it is seven years in the making. I love the title. I came up with it. It was one of those inspired wisdom pop-ups that came up. Life is a Beautiful Hot Mess because truly life can be messy. And the work, shall we, you know, the invitation, should we receive and say yes to it, is to engage with it in a way that brings meaning to the from the mess. So I've had many opportunities in my life where I have fallen to my knees, where I have lost a lot. And through it all, my deep spiritual practices and my faith and belief have allowed me to step back up in my One of my favorite teachers who I had an immense opportunity to be in the presence of as we co-wrote a book together, Mr. Les Brown, says, when you fall down, fall on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. And that is absolutely a mantra that I have lived my life by. And so Life is a Beautiful Hot Mess is part memoir and part coaching with very deep spiritual and embodiment and Eastern philosophy coaching built into it. I love it. Now, tell us a little bit more about the major challenges that you've had to overcome in your life. Oh, my goodness. That is that's the whole book. But let me give you the the quick um, the Coles notes. So I grew up in um, let's start off day one. I was born a twin three and a half weeks early, separated from my twin, put in an incubator and left alone in the hospital for five weeks. And so when one understands attachment theory and attachment bonding, I would have been deprived of my very first attachment bonding, which then results in two things. You either are anxiously attached, which means you run for people, or you become avoidant attachment, which means you, you, you avoid people. And I am one who is anxiously, has a tendency to be anxiously attached. It took me 50 years to realize that, that, that very first experience. Then I went home and I grew up in a home with a mother who was overwhelmed with four children under the age of two, no support. Her only access to life survival was something called Valium, which is an antidepressant, which had her asleep on the couch every single day that I came home. So I came home as this enthusiastic, outgoing girl, ready to share her day to find my mom incapable of holding that for me and receiving it. And so I learned to shut down. And what happens when you shut down your voice? And I know a lot of people listening can understand this. We shut down our voices, our voices are diminished, our voices are not welcomed. And what happens over time is we actually start to diminish our life force. We start to diminish our capacity to access the fullness of who we are, the emotional energetic ranges that we have access to. And we start living life from a very small, narrow bandwidth. 
That was my life for about 45 years. I started my personal development journey when I was 32 years old. All of a sudden started getting little knocks from spirit saying, Diana, Diana, there's some healing here to do. So I've been on a 25 year journey of meditating. Eventually I, I practiced yoga and then eventually taught yoga. And now I run international yoga teacher training programs where I train people and certify them to be yoga instructors. It's just one of my side hats that I wear. And I love it because yoga is one of those practices that has allowed me to be in my body at the hardest times in my life when I did not want to be in my body. And I'll give you two examples. In 2011, I owned four businesses, brick and mortar businesses, had a very successful career, had been working as a speech language pathologist at that point for 25 years in total for 32 years. And I ended up losing everything and having to go through a bankruptcy. And if anyone has had that immense loss, everything taken away, you're left and stripped and left with nothing. That's when you have a choice. Can you turn to your spiritual practices and get up and out of bed and feed the kids because that's what needs to be done? Or do you stay in bed? And every day was a struggle for me. And I'm so grateful I had my spiritual practices. So in my book, I reflect on that and I talk about some of the practices that, that really helped me to get up. And I understand the slippery slope between feeling unmotivated and depressed and being able to honor and cherish and nurture what's coming through that needs to be healed. Fast forward another eight years later, this thing happened called COVID pandemic. And in the moment that it hit, my husband of 15 years, who was truly the love of my life, walked out of our marriage without any desire to want to re-engage. It was literally door shut. He's gone. No talking. And my dad died within a few weeks of that. And my cat died within a few weeks of that. And my daughter, who was the only adult in my home with me at the time, moved across Canada, leaving me alone at home with a teenage boy. And that was, I, I'm glad she moved. She needed to. But all of a sudden, I felt myself in a state where I had no support. And if anyone is listening from Ontario, Ontario, Canada was one of the most shut down provinces through all of this COVID pandemic. There, my son didn't go to school for 16 months. I didn't go to work for 16 months. We had no physical contact with anybody for 16 months. It was him and I in a home. And what I had to do was make a choice. And it was a tough choice. And the choice was to take this time to go into some deep healing practices. What needed to be healed at the surface level was grief. And it was very, very heavy grief. And it was very hard grief. And when I gave my grief permission to be present in those moments, I realized I opened the portal to old grief, the grief of that little baby who was separated from her twin, whose mom was unconscious on the couch, whose father was abusive whenever he came home anytime. And so I took the opportunity to be in a deep, loving relationship with my grief. And I have a formula that I use. And the formula is pain times resistance equals suffering. And we do that a lot. We stub our toe and we contract. We go, ouch, that really hurt. Oh, and we say whatever choice words come out and we get tense and tight. If we were to simply relax into the pain, our body has this natural neurobiological ability to send hormones and chemicals through the body that help us to relax and not be as in connected to the pain, not as triggered by the pain or engaged with it. 
So pain times resistance equals suffering. Pain times loving presence, the alternative, pain times loving presence equals freedom. And so I took the time every day to bring loving presence to my pain, which was grief, and it was deep, and it was dark, and it was heavy. And I set a timeline every day. I looked at my grief as though it was sitting in my hand and said, good morning, grief. What do you need today? And I listened to it. And some days it said, I need to go back to bed for an hour. And I did it. Made sure my son was up and doing schooling. And then I went back to bed. Some days it wanted to move really slowly, like really intuitive receiving movements. Some days it wanted to be angry and stomp and yell. And I'd go out to the river. Thankfully, I lived on a beautiful conservation lot. Go out to the river and just yell at the river. And some days it had, like I would call a friend. And my friend could have been my therapist in England or my sister or my daughter or someone else. So I took the time and thankfully I had the time to be able to get into a deep relationship with the pain that was stored in my body because that's where undigested pain lives. It's in the body. And over time, what happens is the communication network between the body and the brain, the mind gets shut down like a garden hose gets kinked. We call that your nervous system. So when we're holding undigested experiences in our body, the nervous system gets kinked and it depresses our life force. Remember at the beginning, I talked about this range of emotional energetic range that we get to live in. That's our life force. So I knew I was ready for bigger. I was ready, but to go bigger, I had to feel bigger, which means I had to say yes to feeling the pain. And eventually, get this, Gigi, this is a hard, a bit of a mind, a mind shift for people. Eventually, you can get to a place where you can feel good feeling bad. Feel good feeling bad. Because when you can bring loving presence to everything, the anger, the joy, the jealousy, the rage, the, 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 the fear, the dissatisfaction, the grief, when you can bring loving presence to it all, there's nothing that does not belong and it has nothing to do with the story. It has nothing to do with making anything that happened to you okay. It was never okay that my dad showed up at two in the morning, pulled down my covers, took out his strap and hit me on the bum because I had, you know, said no to my mother. Like none of that was okay. It's never okay. And when I can reconcile by bringing loving presence to all the moments of my life and especially to the experiences I'm having now, then I can find my pathway to forgiveness. And forgiveness is simply saying, I choose not to hold this pain in my heart anymore, which is tension. I choose to live from an open-hearted space. I choose to walk through life with my palms open and not grasping, gripping, or trying to control life itself. There's a bigger picture that's already been planned for me. And my job is to simply step forward into it. Amen. Forgive mm -hmm. It matters. And I want to circle back to what you said there, because it's a very powerful statement in regards to pain. You have to acknowledge the pain. Very important. Similar to trauma. Unhealed trauma is not okay. We have to circle back to the trauma, the root cause. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yes, and yes. And how is it showing up today? and informing you your decisions in your relationships today. Cause I think that's a really important piece as well. So as a spiritual coach, I look at, okay, what happened back then, but I don't do therapy. I simply, how is it feeling in your body now? So I use the present moment embodied experience to inform my clients for them to inform themselves of where are they holding it? What are they holding it? And how can they lovingly let it 
go. That's we have to feel it to heal it. And only then, only then can we start looking at assigning meaning to what happened to us. Otherwise, we call it a spiritual bypass. And if we don't, if we're not willing to feel it and we just say, oh, you know, it happened and I'm going to forgive and I'm going to forget that doesn't last long. It only lasts until the next time we get triggered. And then we have to go through a whole process of what I call trigger tracking and try to identify where does that trigger come from and how can I bring loving presence to that trigger? So right now I'm dealing with trauma from a workplace experience and it's really, really hard. Like I was, I was in an abusive toxic environment and it's really, really hard. And I put my own business aside to be able to do this because I had such a strong belief in the bigger vision of it. And what happened is I woke up on Monday, today's Wednesday, I woke up two days ago, feeling so unsettled and, you know, used my lifeline, who's my sister, who's a, who's a um, transformational psychologist, called her and she said, are you okay? Do you need anything? I said, no, I just need to feel this because I choose not to bottle it up and push it down for a later date, like kick it in the basement of my existence for a later date where it's going to come up. There's wisdom here. There's learning here. There's growth here. It hurt. It's wrong. And I can see the growth in it. And I can see the how what I can learn from it and how I can heal through it. So I do believe that everything happens for the awakening of our soul, even the stuff that on a human level is incomprehensible. And forgiveness never means that you give them a pass for what they did. It simply means that you choose to move forward with Amen. love, with love. Amen. That's right. And it's in the Bible. It says, Father, please forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Very powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, write that down. Let it go. Let mm -hmm. it go. It again, let it go. Now, Diana, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Mm, I love this question. Thank you. Thank you. I had no idea what questions were coming for me today. So let's let's unpack this. What is my advice for living your purpose and living your greatest happiness? First of all, trust your intuitive wisdom. You have so much wisdom and there is a pathway that's already been laid out for you. There are divine assignments around every corner. And if you trust your wisdom, which means listen to your body. Your body knows if it's a yes, your body knows if it's a no. And so ask your body. I take people through a process called my Realign to Thrive program actually has a process called Realign. And it's an acronym for R is remember who you are. You're a friggin' miracle. There's a one in 400 billion chances that you would be here on this earth today and you made the cut. And it's not just a variation of you. Someone that lived elsewhere, looks differently, does a different, have, has a different family. You made the cut. You are a unique, one-of-a-kind individual. So remember your greatness. Remember that you're here for a purpose, even if you don't know what it is. It's okay. It's okay not to know. And then how do you get to know? Well, I really believe all of our purpose. Let me give you a quick story. In April of 2021, in the middle of COVID, my son, who at the time was 14, 13, came in my room, woke me up at 1.30 in the morning. He said, Mom, when is life going to go back to normal? Remember, his dad left, his grandpa died, his cat died, his sister moved. I went, he went through everything I went through. I said, buddy, the great thing about this time that we're in is we get to create our new normal. We get to decide what we want to do, where we want to do it, how we want to do it. There's a lot of radical responsibility in that statement. I hope that your listeners can hear that. You are absolutely able to create what you want to create in your life. 
We have stories, narratives, experiences that tell us we can't. The second thing he asked me is this really great question. Why are we here? That's the big purpose question. Why are we here? And I know that answer. That was an easy answer for me because I teach this. We're here to love. What is your purpose? Your purpose is to sprinkle love into the world. How do you do that? Everybody has this beautiful, unique flavor of doing that. It doesn't matter how you do it. You could do it if you're, you know, if you're um, emptying trash cans or cleaning bathrooms. You could do it with love because you're being in service and on purpose. We have this beautiful opportunity to bring love into the world. And of course, we have to do some personal development, excavation and healing work to make that a reality. But I really believe if our purpose is of love, then whatever we do, we are living our purpose. And so that's my answer to how do you live your purpose? Open your heart, be in love, be in love with life itself. Your second question was, tell me your second question again. Walking with purpose and living a life of happiness. Beautiful. Thank you. That one I know the answer to as well. So I believe as Pema Chodron, who's a Buddhist nun and a whole bunch of other people have taught before her, that we have this umbrella that we call joy. And it is the umbrella under which all emotional states lie. Happiness, sadness, anger, jealousy, ecstasy, grief, all of that falls under an umbrella called joy. How do we live a happy life? Well, my question is, how do we live a joy-filled life? Because happiness is simply a state that's fleeting. And if we're trying to live happiness, we're living for a destination instead of being in the present moment. So in the present, can you be lovingly present? Remember, I've used that a few times. Be lovingly present to whatever is in this moment. Because, let me come back to the formula, pain times resistance equals suffering. Pain times loving presence equals freedom. So when you give yourself the freedom to believe and remember that every single emotional state, this is, these are the labels that we give, happy, sad, anxious, jealousy, stress, whatever it is, every one of those emotional states are simply states that we move in and out of in life, that we do not have to grasp and attach to anyone. So happiness comes. And let me tell you, when I had my bankruptcy, happiness was gone and I was in a place of despair, but I didn't attach to that either because I knew that life is an ebb and flow. In the yoga tradition, we call it spanda. It comes and it goes and ebbs and flows. And so my belief is we don't reach and grasp for happiness. We find our place into a loving presence through joy and acceptance of what is. Because I wasn't happy when my husband left. I wasn't happy when my dad died. But I was accepting so I changed the language a lot. This is where my communication coaching comes in. Changing the language to joy, meaning fully present in a loving way. Then there's nothing to grasp for because you are already there. It's a very hard, it's a very different spiritual concept to be content where you are. And then guess what happens? Moments of happiness pop up all over the place. They just do. We don't have to go looking for it or grasping for it. Simply be here now. Happiness is as close as the next breath when you're present to it. To the beautiful sun ray that's coming into my window right now. To the sound of my dog snoring right beside me and to your beautiful radiant smile. That's I can feel it in my body. That's happiness. Amen. Very powerful. Thank mm -hmm. you, Diana. Now, where can the audience find you? 
Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. I'm in Canada, and I'm just starting to do live events again. But most of the time, everything you want to know about me will be on my website, which is dianalockett.com. Thank you for putting that up. Um, on Facebook, I am Diana Lockett. I am, there's a picture of me. I'm by the mountains. I'm wearing a blue sort of flowing poncho. And that's where I live in the mountains, and I love it. So you can find me on Facebook. And that's where I'll usually post speaking events like I'll be in LA speaking in uh, in March I'm running a yoga teacher training program in January which is hybrid some of it will be live in BC and some of it will have a virtual or live stream component for people around the world I am doing a retreat in Italy next August if anybody has a yearning to go to Italy and join me for yoga which is mindfulness movement meditation coaching which is all through circle work and it's all about a relational embodiment like how we relate to each other in a really loving way and then tons of culture then you can join me at that event next august and the information will be on my website in the next couple of days we're just finalizing the details and um, i do one-on-one -on -one coaching and i do business coaching my business coaching is all about how do we bring mindful communication conscious communication into the business world and we do it through embodiment practices but it's disguised as success strategies for optimization for businesses i love it very powerful ladies and gentlemen make sure to check out diana on all of her social media platforms and also her website that's dianalockett.com D-I-A-N-A-L-O-C-K-E-T-T.com. And Diana, thank you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a blessed day. Well, thank you so much. You have a blessed day. It's been absolutely a pleasure. God bless.